Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man. That's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry. I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Is This Real Life, a podcast that relates the quirkiest aspects of pop culture and reality TV to our own lives. I'm your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 57. This week, going to do a deep dive into Vanderpump Rules with Beth Ann McDowell, who is the person behind the Pump Rules OG's Twitter account. She is fantastic and so much fun, and she's going to also be on next month where we can talk about the OGs, not just of Pump Rules, but of Beverly Hills and New York as well. So enjoy this week's episode. I'll be back next week going to recap the crazy episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills where Kyle and LVP end their friendship with Robert Block and also going to go into more on New York next week. So stay tuned for that. Hi, everyone. I'm here with Beth Ann McDowell, who is the voice behind the keys because she is always on Twitter with the Pump Rules OG's Twitter account. How are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing great. This is very exciting. It's so exciting to actually talk to the person who is behind Pump Rules OGs. Um, and to find out that you're a fellow Minnesotan is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. I There aren't many of us around. I yeah. <laughs> we just kind of hide in the woodwork. So, yeah, we do. <laughs> do you think there's a ton of Bravo fans in Minnesota? You know, I see more than I would, than I'm like, than I expect pop up. I mean, there's got to be. There's got to be. from Minnesota, yeah. I know. I met him at Watch What Happens Live last year. And oh, my God. And I went up to him, and I was like, I'm from Minnesota, too. And he was so lovely. But I think oh. he moved to Florida when he was, like, 12 or 13. That Yeah, that sounds about, I mean, I just know that he talks about growing up in Florida, too. So are you a Schwartz fan? I, I would consider myself a Schwartz fan, yeah. He's, yeah, for sure. He's very lovable. So before we get into it, I want to know, how did you get into Vanderpump Rules? I got into Vanderpump Rules um, because I was watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, 
when they did the crossover into the very first episode Sheena of Shea, Brandy Glanville. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, was that? See, I don't remember specifically if that was if Sheena was the the um the lead in. If that was, do you? Is that yeah? Because okay, okay, there was this whole issue that on that season of Vanderpump Rules with Brandy being upset that Sheena was serving them because Sheena had had an affair with her husband. Yes, I do remember that. I just didn't remember that that was like how Vanderpump Rules just kicked off. That's amazing. Yeah, I <laughs> I definitely remember the I remember their sit down. I remember that whole scenario. Wow. wow. Yeah, so you I got mean, tricked yeah. into it like the rest of us thinking you were just watching a longer version of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. <sighs> I loved it. I I mean, that was seriously one of the best introductions to a show that I've ever, ever. seen. It's so good. Do you have, <laughs> like, who are your top three favorite people on the show? Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, it's, I guess it's pretty easy because I love the, the OG, the Witches of WeHo. Mm-hmm. But I, I really love Stassi. I just think that she has, she's really come a long way. Like season one, Stassi, I was just like, oh my God, she's so mean. I know, but like bow down, you know? <laughs> but she was so amazing. And then Kristen Doty also, she's Peak one of my Investigating heart. skills. Yeah. And I just think that like she is kind of the feel behind a lot of this, the plot lines. So yes. I got to give it up to her. God, I mean, it's a tough call because. Just three, that's hard. Um, I love Katie. I've always loved Katie. I just feel like they're just sort of like a, a package. They're a package. You know I mean, they're a package. So I have to go with those three. Yeah. I mean, my dog's name is Stassi, so <laughs> you oh know where God. I stand. <laughs> She's the best. She's yeah. also a little basic bitch. <laughs> I love that. Do you feel – she, she kind of like brings out – that side of me that sometimes I feel for whatever reason, you know, sometimes I, I feel like I have to hide it. And then I listen to her podcast and I'm like, no, I don't have to hide it. I like Pino and yoga pants and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and ranch. Oh my God. The ranch. I'm not, I'm not on board with the ranch. Oh, you're not on board no. with the ranch. I mean, I love how much she loves it, but I don't love it that much. <laughs> so you take Schwartz's uh, side on the ranch, the ranch it's debate. A, I don't know. It's like, it's okay, but it's not the salad dressing I would choose, nor is it the dip I would choose for my carrots. <laughs> like, I'm a hummus girl. <laughs> you're a hummus girl. Ooh, yeah, but I do, I do like the Cholula and mac and cheese that she had last year. Uh, when she was like the one time she's ever been eating on camera. Uh, and I, I stand that and I started putting Cholula in my mac and cheese. <laughs> oh my God. Also, that was just an amazing moment when Patrick was trying to one up her. Myopic. Intellectually. <laughs> and he's like, he's trying to say that it's, he was, he, he called it the wrong hot sauce. That's all I remember. Oh, he like, sucked. That's, oh, clearly so Sriracha, Patrick. Yeah. So let's get into this week's episode. It was yeah. about the Tom Tom opening. I feel like we were waiting forever. Yeah, we were waiting forever. I've been waiting for this moment for so long. Now, do you think Sandoval's motorcycle and sidecar was worth what he spent on it? 
That is the question I've been wondering. <laughs> I thought he said eighteen hundred dollars, but oh no, apparently it was eighteen thousand dollars. Eighteen thousand, but you know, well, I gotta say, I. I'm a bike girl. I'm more into the motorcycles than I am into cars. I would have to say. I used to work at Ducati in Bologna. Wow. <laughs> so, so where does this rank in bikes? I know nothing about bikes. So, I mean, like, I guess I didn't notice what brand he got actually. Um, but just the fact that it's it's beautiful and it's got a, a freaking sidecar. Like, I mean, I feel like a Ducati Monsters the the cheapest of their line of bikes, and that's like twenty thousand. So, I mean, oh eighteen thousand. I can understand why Ariana was a little bit like, dude. <laughs> and why couldn't you rent it? That's what I, like. <laughs> where is he having this? He just had to have it. <laughs> where does he even like? Do they have a garage? These are good questions. I'm so this. many questions. Is there a payment plan? Yeah, where does he park like, that thing? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Lisa lets him park it at Villa Rosa. <laughs> this is so funny. So my favorite thing was that they show up in this getup and in matching outfits, and then Sandoval forgot to get gas, and them like. <laughs> Pushing this getup down the streets of West Hollywood to a gas station, I was in tears. It was just a metaphor for everything about Sandoval. It's like he executes everything perfectly minus one incredibly important piece all the time. <laughs> That's hilarious. Does he? Oh my god, I haven't noticed that. I feel like the... he's so detail-oriented, but he forgets the big picture. That is so funny. That's a really that's a really interesting point. Well, I yeah, it brought me back to the days of Sandoval and Schwartz like riding around on their bikes. Um, so sweet. Now, yeah. part of me in some like if I were to write fan fiction on Vanderpump, I would want Schwartz and Sandoval to be together. I feel like they are a way better couple than any of the other people on the show. They truly love and respect each other. It's crazy. Um, I have to say that they they have some qualities that I don't think I've ever seen in like any actual romantic relationship which it's almost it's it's kind of broad city vibes yeah. like they are Abby and Alana vibes I I don't know like and they 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 love yeah. each other they do they do That's I also kind of want to see Ariana and Lala together oh my god hot hot yeah. so the two of them everyone else can remain the same and I don't know <laughs> about Katie I think Katie needs a little bit time on her own <laughs> Katie, I'm so oh. horrible. Katie, I, no, it's okay. I love okay. her, but I feel like she needs a little bit of work on herself. And I don't know if she's been single in a really long time. In a and really long time. It's always good to be single sometimes because you can work on yourself. Now, let's go into what happened at the Tom Tom opening. So, Kristen okay. Doty wasn't allowed there, which was exciting for her. The biggest like piece of drama, I guess, that happened, aside from Tom Schwartz ignoring Katie the entire time, was that Lala was retelling what happened with Raquel to both her peers and then to Lisa Vanderpump, who called her over and asked her to explain what happened 
in last week's episode at brunch where she tore one into Billy Lee and into Raquel. And yes. Lala denied everything. <laughs> it was such a stupid move. It's on tape, girl. She's smarter than that. She is smarter than that. I know. I love it. I have to I have to admit, you know, I think I got to I got to stay steadfast in my standing Lala cuz I Oh, I love her. I mean, yeah, like I, I she totally did. She totally lied, but at the same time a part of me thinks she is kind of doing this on... I, she's done this before, earlier in the episode, like, when she was talking about Ariana and her hooking up, like, saying, no, we didn't do that. And then she does goes to her confessional, and she's like... We totally yeah, hooked up. We, we totally but hooked. that was... She was waiting to see whether or not... She was trying to protect Ariana. That's true. There was a virtuous lie. That's Whereas true. Whereas this time, it was just herself, and it didn't seem as virtuous. I mean, yeah... I, I, I see why people are feeling like that was a dumb move. I mean, obviously, Lisa's going to see it, and she's got to know that. Yeah, I mean, she's not dumb, exactly. I I don't know. I, I have a feeling that it's sort of like a – it's kind of her, like, acting. I think she's, I think she's like, pulling out her acting chops a little bit. Maybe. Maybe. Just sort of, like, you know, messing with – Messing with us. Because, yeah, of course she's going to see that and be like, oh, well, that's not what happened at all. Do you know who wasn't acting? Who? Sheena. <laughs> oh, my God. Sheena was like, let me Let me tell you what up. actually happened. So Lala went crazy and was screaming at everyone right in front of the hostess stand while there were patrons there. <laughs> she she did. She did. But that's, but that's the truth. And we all know Sheena has a great relationship with the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she definitely, and she also, I will, you know, definitely say she's also always been very loyal to Lisa. Yes, first and foremost. Yeah, so I totally get that. However, I have been feeling like the fact that the dad card got brought up, I think that was pretty insensitive that's my take on it i i just think i think it was incredibly insensitive i don't want to say she acted correctly if we if you will or in the best way for her i mean she's taken a lot of flack for it but i mean it was like she's out of her mind that's my take on it yeah she was she had an out-of-body experience i think she sure did (laughs) i mean yeah crazy to watch now i totally love lala and i feel for her i've lost a parent too and it's really hard to be around people that haven't experienced that kind of loss and kind of expect you to behave the way you behaved before or to be the person you used to be when like your entire world fell apart but at the same time it's not an excuse to treat other people poorly or to behave inappropriately at your place of work right it's just not an excuse and understandable i side with ariana on all of this because she also lost a parent and she she's like you don't get a pass to behave like this forever it's not okay you need to treat people with some respect and so even if raquel did say those things i think if lala had handled it a little bit better like still yelled but didn't swear as much or go crazy if she was just like how dare you you have no idea what it feels like you know that kind of a thing that I think would connect with viewers a lot more than her being like you twat you bitch you whatever 
Right. Yeah. I mean, it was not, it was definitely not in her best interest, let's say, as a, the only word that comes to mind is bravo celebrity. Yeah, she is a bravo celebrity. As a a public figure, there we go. As a public figure. She did pull an interesting PR move last week when the episode aired. Oh, what was that? I I might be the only person that saw this as a PR move because I'm an (laughs) asshole. But she came out saying that she was an alcoholic. And it was hours before this aired. And I was thinking about that when it aired and thought, wow, I bet she's watching this back and thinking, you know, I was drinking back then. This was a horrible take. But then in recent interviews, she says she doesn't regret it at all. Yeah, she doesn't I'm regret like, it. She, yeah, I'm she like, doesn't. okay, which of the 12 steps are you on? Because, <laughs> like, I think you might have skipped a few. I think that she probably, well, I personally, I think that anyone that is willing to, especially publicly, like, like Lala is just putting that out in the open. That's kind of a, that's a, that's a big thing to do. And I actually worked in a recovery center last year as a sous chef. That's like kind of what I do and that's um, so cool (laughs) and that's a really um, cool job well it was very cool I mean I moved back to Minnesota so that was um when that ended but it was a really eye-opening and it was a great experience Mm -hmm. and I learned a lot about the recovery process because I I a lot of people in that that worked there were in recovery Mm -hmm. so learning about like how long it really takes someone to fully start to embrace the actual process is it, it takes a while so a i'm really giving, I'm, long time I, I mean yeah i'm giving her i'm giving her time i'm giving her time i agree that for sure me personally i wouldn't react that way but at the same time also i didn't even know the timeline and actually actually right. um zaria mentioned it to me about how it was almost like a month or something it, what it, since her dad, like when that was filmed, apparently, yeah, I think if she's got that right, which I'm pretty no, sure that is. No, I think her dad yeah. died in April. Oh, in April. Mm-hmm. But that was they filmed. filmed the, her dad died after they had filmed the reunion. And I remember they... that the reunion was filmed in March, and there was a whole scene where Jax was crying about his dad. And I remember she got teary because she was close with her dad, and then her dad died right after that. Right. But this was only months later. And I I, right. I mean, there's I mean, not maybe that not, much maybe, a difference between a maybe. month and three months in terms of grief. Yeah. It's all extremely, like, it, it takes so long. But the interesting thing is that I feel like we're seeing a lot of people on Bravo in recovery, but haven't necessarily done the work that other people in recovery have done, like really take time away for themselves, away from social media, away from family, away from their jobs to kind of get their head straight and like think about what happened and try and work through their issues. I'm thinking of Luann. You know, she did like three weeks in rehab and a lot of people, a lot of the research coming out now is like you need a minimum of three months. You know, it's also like getting sober is also a physical process, too, where your brain is like recalibrating. Yeah. Like how to react to stimuli without, you know, self-medication. And I think with Lala, I'm just interested for her to share more about her recovery and if she started going to AA and how she got sober and what she's doing and all that. I don't, 
But I do think there was a calculation of when she decided to announce it. I mean, it's possible. It's possible. I... I mean, yeah, she's not dumb. She's She's not dumb. She's brilliant. And I thought it was a good move. (laughs) And um, I mean, I feel like it's unfortunate if that if she felt that she did have to do that because people were going to come down on her so hard because I don't know. I think she might have been like, I want to come forward. I just don't know when's a good time. And let me do it on a Monday, you know, for one. (laughs) Like, no, because I mean, she... Part of it is I think she really wanted, she even said that she wanted to talk about the program and get it out there and that like the younger generation of alcoholics isn't as big into the anonymous, I can't pronounce it, but anonymous part of Alcoholics Anonymous because <laughs> the, the younger generation wants to connect more and right. and that she thinks the program, like people don't really understand the program was sort of what she was saying. Like if you knew how wonderful it was, there would be more people in it. I mean, it does like that. The t- that one scene when she was talking about how she decided to stop drinking because of that incident where she like ran through a hurricane-proof window, a hurricane-proof window, or something mm-hmm. like that. And it's interesting. I thought that was like eye-opening to me because I had never felt like on screen I had seen her out of control. So it's almost like I wa- I wonder if there were times when she was drunk and like out of control that I didn't understand that or I didn't I I couldn't tell and so it makes me wonder you know in the scene with where she goes off at Billy and Raquel um I have to say I still I still totally have her back on that back even if it wasn't appropriate I feel like she was provoked I I do feel like she was provoked so that's you know I find Raquel's presence provoking so That alone would yeah. just set me off. Oh, my God. Well, she, I like it. I like it. She, you Let's know, she's just it. obnoxious. She has nothing to add. You know, it's it's tough. Now, <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's tough to add in here because it's like you don't think any of these people are particularly brilliant. And then you compare them with Raquel and you're like, wow, like Stasi's a fucking genius. Like Mensa. I, like, I mean, she is a genius. I she feel. is. They actually are all very smart in their own ways, you know, in their yeah. like unique, like, you know, Stasi's pretty, pretty savvy with getting into the podcasting thing like four years ahead of the game. She's seriously, you know? she, she beat us all to it. She beat everyone and she's still <laughs> killing it. Now, <laughs> What do you think of Stassi and Bo? That's an easy one for me, that that I love them, that they are... Such couple goals. Oh, my God. They're and great. Couple goals and also just, like, people goals, I feel. Because she... I mean, I guess we're going to see next episode, it looks like. <gasps> Breaking my heart, though, you know, that they're going to keep going through some things. But I sort of simultaneously, I mean, I listened to her podcast and she just had him on. I don't know if you listened to that episode, but um, I haven't heard that one yet, but she has him on a lot and they just, she they just vibe. They do. And like, they talk about, I mean, they go to, they go to therapy and stuff like that. And she, I just like that. She's so open about how she feels about her own shortcomings. Cause I think that a lot of people, men and women, or also gender fluid people, I, always feel like that's important to include that yeah. it, you know might feel like they 
it's it's there's a lot of pride being set aside when you say, okay, yeah, I become the dark passenger after me. <laughs> <laughs> My reptilian brain. <laughs> yeah, like I might come come after you. So I think they're I think they are goals and. It's going to be hard to see them fighting again and seeing Bo crying. Oh, my God. Oh, seeing him crying just breaks my heart. Now, oh. one thing he said in this episode that made me laugh, he started using the word birthday as a euphemism for a freakout. <laughs> like, what if you birthday me in Mexico? <laughs> I loved that. I, I picked up on that after I, re- I watched it again, and I, was, I missed that the first time. That's <laughs> Now, yeah. Mexico. Schwartz and Sheena get randomly upgraded to first class. Now, Schwartz said on Watch What Happens Live that what wasn't shown is that he pleaded with Katie to take his spot in first class, and she refused. Oh. Yeah. But I think she was upset with him to begin with. So he's sitting in first class. She's back in coach. The (laughs) Wi-Fi hits at 10,000 you know feet the wi-fi kicks in and katie rage texts him (laughs) the entire flight i don't even know where to begin with this now i know you you stan all the ogs but is there part of you that thinks that there are things between katie and schwartz that are just deeply deeply dark and troubling (laughs) um i think that there are things that Really, we've kind of seen them since season one, mm-hmm. you know, that, I don't know, I think it's like people that maybe haven't watched since season one, they're just like shocked. But we did see them fighting with the end result of Schwartz dumping a drink on her head. <laughs> like just to say, even though I love Schwartz, but I also love Kate. Like, it's just like, they go hard. I mean, I don't know if people remember that. They go freaking hard. Like, when they go at each I other. I feel like... They need to be in couples therapy to learn how not to do, to learn how to fight. They need to learn how to have conflict without going for the jugular. Because when he said, I don't like the sound of your voice, I mean, that's something, he's showing some contempt for her. And the one thing I've ever learned about relationships is once you have contempt for your partner, it's over. I just... I'm not saying that they're doomed. I'm just saying it's really, really unhealthy. And it's a pattern of behavior that's happened over the last seven seasons that we've seen. And when they get angry, they go back to this dark place. And they need to learn how when they get upset with each other to do it differently. I mean, yeah, they do definitely. They go balls to the wall, let's say. Um, And I will say that there have been things that have happened in the past where I wouldn't necessarily say, you know, he was a bad husband or he was a bad boyfriend or fiance, but that I definitely could identify with where Katie was coming from and feeling sort of like... She was being gaslit. Yeah, kind of being gaslit and and sort of being put below, you know, for example, like when she was feeling uncomfortable with having Ariana in her bridal party... Not that I necessarily agree or disagree with that, but that's just how she felt. And then I think that she did feel, I mean, I I just remember that she felt really hurt that he kind of went over that and made her part of the groom's party, which I get it. You know, in the end, I actually think that it was a positive thing, but I just think about how she must have felt. And that was all on camera. You know what I mean? Like little things like that. I mean... 
I think he's always discounting her feelings and then she like blows up right I think that's that's yeah that's like a she just ap- blows up and and because he's so cute and so sweet he gets away with everything and he does things that are really shitty sometimes and they all get blamed on somebody else or it's just Schwartz or whatever and it's not okay you know just be accountable for your actions you yeah. know and he's like yeah. no dude you're like a grown man <laughs> but the one thing i will side with schwartz is katie you know was telling him to get his act together for years to make something of himself to have a career and all of a sudden he gets the opportunity to co-own a bar in west hollywood with his best friend and lisa vanderpump and he's spending a lot of time on that and then she's like you don't spend any time with me it's like come on he's finally doing what you asked you know Is there a way to phrase it that's different where it's not like you're not spending time with me, but like, I'm so proud of you, but I want to make sure we still have time for each other. Yeah. She just phrased it in a way that was probably off-putting to him that like led down this path of screaming at each other where all of their friends could hear. (laughs) I can't imagine being a cameraman. Like, in that room while this married couple is just screaming at each other. Oh, God. I think... Can you imagine? That's, like, I so really, invasive. I want to be, like, Katie's, like, spirit guide. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, I want to, like, have her come over. I'd light some sage. She's super into tarot, and she knows... I mean, I don't really know how to do tarot, but I would totally do, like, some sort of, like, a just, like, a... You get someone. You hire someone to come in right. and do tarot. Yeah. I would just have, like, a night where I would just be, like, okay... I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it out here, you know. He does stuff like that. You just take the high road. You know what I mean? As much as you want to f- rage, text the f out of him. You just let it just let it ride because when the cameras are on and you react, everyone is going to be on your ass and not on his. And that's the only thing I just want to tell her. It's like, it's like, I get you, girl. Like, <laughs> yeah. we get you. We get you a hundred percent. It's not because we're. It's not because you're wrong. This is like for you. Like, I just wish that I could be like, I'm gonna coach you. <laughs> like all her reasons for being upset make sense, but her arguments are shit. It just, it just, it's like it's her reaction that yeah makes her. She look- just needs to argue her points better because she's always right. She always makes a point, but how when she, the way that she makes that point puts off everyone else and like, forget social media and everyone like her spouse doesn't deserve that. And, and she doesn't deserve what he does to her. It just, you're right. Like, it's almost like, that's like why I just, it would be so great if someone could like gently or just in a way, (laughs) just, just to be like. Dude, we're going to get you to a level where you are so fucking zen. Can I say after? Yeah. You can, you can edit it out. No, <laughs> just so like, I'm just fucking like, oh my God. zen that it trying. doesn't bother her. Now, yeah, that it doesn't bother you. I would be pissed if I were Kristen because Katie was yelling at Kristen about her relationship and how unhappy she is and how all this stuff. And then to see these two arguing and like, I don't know. If people in glass houses... You know, 
At the same time, I think Katie's argument is I have all of my shit out there and everyone sees all the problems in my relationships where you hide yours or production decides not to show it. Because I'm wondering, where is all of this footage of her and Carter arguing? I just, I get the feeling, and this goes back to even when she was with Sandoval. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like you're going to drop some knowledge. (laughs) <laughs> just like I don't know. I mean, you guys, you've, you've got a lot of knowledge I don't know if I'm adding too much to what oh, you I think you are going on but like I feel like when she was with Sandoval too it seems like she just really wants to have that perfect life you know what I mean yeah. she wants it's almost and I and I would not even be surprised if like I'm gonna play totally unlicensed psychotherapist here like <laughs> armchair diagnosis you know, shit out of that i don't care <laughs> dr <laughs> dr mcdowell um dr beth ann um just like even when i see how much she wants lisa's approval and you know she goes about it all the wrong ways unfortunately we love her for it but it's like she wants to prove that she is normal you know what i mean especially like after all these seasons where she's really effed up and she's really been Put through it. I mean, people have put her through it for quite a long time now, including Lisa. And so I feel like even with Sandoval, when all the girls were like, you are so unhappy, you're so clearly unhappy with him, it was really hard for her to like cut that cord because... She doesn't want to fail. She doesn't, doesn't want to admit me- that, that like, what she put all that time and effort in wouldn't work. Right, right. And so... I kind of see that happening with Carter. Yeah, that, that I can totally see where it's like maybe they never showed that side to production. They start, we're starting to see clips of it now. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird because those clips of like they'll flash back. I'm like, I never, I never saw that. It sounds <laughs> like she speaks with her friends off camera about how unhappy she is, but when the cameras are rolling, she doesn't do it. And I could see how people like Stassi and Katie would be annoyed because we see all of their insecurities in their relationships that's a really interesting point (laughs) why why haven't we heard about this why isn't there footage why did he go on vacation and take her wallet like what that is insane more details like when Brittany was like she didn't have a driver's license (laughs) how is this possible what kind of monster does this my god like something is deeply wrong with him and she stuck up for him on social media i don't know if he's, she she kind of like tried to say that there was a reason behind it but i think she's sort of i'm 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 hoping and praying that it's because of all of us fans telling her like no Kristen, don't don't take the bait don't 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 blame yourself for this this is that's messed up you should not have your wallet I wonder if her watching back what she says about her relationship, it'll they're like re, she's reprocessing it. Because when she yeah. said to the producer, like they said, "Do you want to get married or something, or do you think you'll marry him?" and she, or she said, "Well, if I get married, it'll be to him because I'm getting older." It, it wasn't like, and I want to be a mom. It it wasn't because I love him and he's the perfect person for me and we make each other so happy. It it wasn't the answer that I think a person in a really like healthy relationship would give and i'm sure she knows that yeah yeah i agree with you i agree with you yeah (laughs) there's so many dark (laughs) things but i really feel like with stassi and Bo, even watching this next week and then like them watching it 
I bet they're so proud of like getting through that because they're still in the beginning stages of a relationship. It's only been like, you know, at this point in filming, not even a year that they were together. And so that first year is like, you know, you're kind of figuring things out. Right. Yeah. And so this is just them figuring things out and you add alcohol and emotions and it's not so pretty, but they got through the other side. They did get to the other side. I mean, she's... There were some reveals this season, too, that I didn't really expect. Like, her mom, that was another chapter that I was just like, whoa. Do you have some armchair diagnosis about her mom? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, no. I I mean, I don't don't pretend to, like, be an expert, but I mean... Whatever it is, it's not healthy for for her, clearly. Like, for Stassi. It was eye-opening. It was eye-opening to see that because that's got to affect her. That's just got to affect her in general. And then her relationship because she's got her mom kind of saying like, well, this isn't the result of her crazy ex-boyfriends. This is just how she is to her boyfriend on camera. Like The things her mom was saying, like, oh, I wish my daughter would be half as good as you to... Kristen Doty, like, and yeah. Stassi didn't know that her mom said that till she watched it on the show. I just got chills. I just yeah, got chills. Yeah, that came out in an interview with, like, Danny Pellegrino, I think. Oof. So that was really, I, it sounds like they're taking some time apart from speaking at Oof. the moment, her and her mom. Wow, and you have got the, you have got the No, download. I just listen to a lot of random podcasts. <laughs> no, that is awesome. Oh my God, I have to listen to that now. Because yeah, Danny's also know. just like, he seems like the nicest person. So I think he, he was asking very kindly and she didn't want to speak much. And then on Watch What Happens Live, she was also asked about her mom and she kind of avoided those questions. I mean, so, understandably, understandably. Totally. That's really personal. It's, you know, when you sign up to be on reality TV, you're showing your life, but not necessarily, like, your family. Right. And that's, I, like, a whole yeah. other chat. And her mom, I think, is just going through some stuff, too. Right. I, I mean, I got to say, like, whatever whatever the situation is, I mean, she handled it like a champ. Yeah, like, I, I thought Sassy, really- Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? Even if her mom's not that helpful or motherly of a person towards her, it sounds like Bo's mom could be that person in her life. You know, true. a mother figure. Oh my gosh, true. That scene with them together was so moving and adorable. Oh. <laughs> I watched it like three times and I cry oh each time. <laughs> oh my God. It was so nice. And I feel like I've always seen that. Stasi has that in in her like even since season one you know she's just a very sensitive soul and yes. so now it's like we're seeing the with sort a hard of shell. like with a hard shell yeah have you seen like I don't I mean she talks about it openly about how she was like goth and like <laughs> yes I loved it when she had the dark hair in high school and like would wear like dark makeup and chokers <laughs> yeah I awesome. mean that that really discovering that back when I did was totally gave me another view into like who Stassi is I feel like just like layers yeah many layers well thank you so much for joining me I'm gonna have you back on the week of like April 21st and we're gonna dive into more than Vanderpump rules okay (laughs) we're gonna get into 
New York and Beverly Hills and maybe even a little summer house. Oh my God, would love it. I love all those shows. This is so great. So where can people find you? I mean, I know I keep talking about your Twitter handle, which I'm obsessed with. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so, I'm so flattered. Um, so it's at Pump Rules OGs. I mostly post things on Twitter and, and you we also started have... a podcast. Yes, it's very, very fresh. So it's called Too Poor for a PJ. It's <laughs> <laughs> like so great. <laughs> and it's on uh it now is on iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher. So yeah, you can find it there. Well, I'll be sure to link to it. Oh, well, I will definitely be reposting everything you post about it this because this was really fun this is so fun and I can't wait for us to like get in deep on some of the other Bravo stuff this is just like a pump rules deep dive but you know <laughs> I think you're in with all the OGs so we'll, we'll go beyond the pump rules OGs and we'll get into some Kyle Richards and oh my god yeah Lisa Vanderpump to... and oh, Luann wow. <laughs> Yes, let's Bethany, do it. Let's just go all the way back. Um, let's do it. Let's thank do it. you so much and have a great week. Okay, you too, Mandy. you the pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film powder donut <clears throat> okay what's my line uh the only line i see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from progressive oh man that's a tongue twister huh i'm sorry i'm gonna need a few more minutes <clears throat> bulbous walrus the bulbous walrus the name your price tool only from progressive the owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law